You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dallas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dallas After Show. What's up, cowgirls and cowboys? I said girls first this week, thought I'd give the ladies a little shout-out. I'm your host, AJ Gibson, here at AfterBuzz Studio. Bing is for doing, and we're doing it big tonight. This is Dallas Season 2, Episode 11, Let Me In. I'm joined this evening by the lovely, the one, the only, Kelly Oliski. How are you, Kelly? I'm fabulous. I'm so sad I missed last week. Such great episodes. We, every episode this season is great. It, they keep getting better and better and better. I know. And I'm so excited to talk about tonight's episode because it was a little bit different than, there's not as much huge over-the-top drama, right. but there's a lot of drama. And I, I thought that the, the light and shade of this episode was beautiful. I mm-hmm. think that this episode was very subtle, but so powerful. Um, I'm really excited to talk about it. I yes. love it. I just actually watched it a couple of hour, hours ago. Oh, I, was, I watched it. I was busy it. on Monday and couldn't watch it. So. Yeah, I watched it last night, and I watched the last two back-to-back, and I had um, somebody watching with me that hasn't yet gotten into the series, and by the end of watching the first episode, she's on Wikipedia, like, looking up, so enthralled in the show, wants to know it's everything so and good. start over, which I, it just is, a, you know, a tribute to the show. I think a lot of people just don't even think, like, just even tuning into CNT. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even know how well they do drama. <laughs> but they don't, they, don't, <laughs> yeah. they don't even know how great some of their programming is. I know. It really is. And I thought that was pretty impressive that she watched one app, ep- like, halfway through one episode with me. She's like, wait, okay, pause. What's going on? I need to know. I love it. Yeah. And also, if you... Uh, if you've heard of Dallas in the past, you think of this like nighttime soap opera, mm-hmm. and that's not what it is anymore. It really is. It's a drama. Yeah, and absolutely. It is, it's it's hardcore, and the writing is phenomenal. The acting is better and better every single episode, mm-hmm. and tonight is no exception. Um, the beginning of this episode was so touching because at the end of last week it was when Pamela lost the babies. And I was kind of wondering, like, did she really lose them? You know, I was kind of hoping that maybe something would happen miraculously and mm-hmm. and then there'd be a heartbeat, but there wasn't. And so this episode picks up where that left off. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, that montage at the end of last week was just so beautiful with her screaming and reaching. And Oh, and my gosh. It was line. so – like I've got chills right now thinking about it. The first flatline and then the second one. They're so horrible and sad. And they replayed at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, they did. Of course. It was – so heart-wrenching. It was, but I it was can't. so beautifully done. Yeah. And so tactful, I thought. Um, that's obviously, that's a tough one. Absolutely. Like, I can't imagine. And, and it really took a toll, it seemed, on John Ross. He, you know, he had a lot of emotion with that. And I can't wait to talk about that because the characters, they're changing right now. Mm-hmm. And I was so, especially after season one, I thought they were just trying to create uh, a new J.R. and Bobby. Mm-hmm. With John Ross and Christopher, and I thought that was a little bit too transparent. And this season, there's been some shifting on on both parts, and yeah. I really like it. Um, I like right now 
uh, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but I like right now how it's not necessarily the Ewings versus the Ewings. Right. I prefer our United Ewing family, personally. Oh, absolutely. And so, which is why it's really cool. I think they're bringing, you know, obviously the Barnes family back, but then also the, um, the Rylands. I mm-hmm. think this is all really interesting. Um, but let's talk about the opening of this episode. Um, an interesting dichotomy. A very silent. Uh, there's there's no there's no dialogue at the beginning. Just the song, actually, uh Keep keep on running was the song by Cat Power. I actually shazammed it because I thought mm-hmm. it was so beautiful. Oh, it was a great song. Um, and Christopher is packing up the nursery at South Fork, mm-hmm. and just a, a mess. Yeah, falling apart. Uh, at one point, he he picks up with the cradle, I think, the bassinet, and just throws it down and shatters it and just keeps throwing it. And he's yeah. just that's how he's dealing, crying. Um, just... and, and then Pamela, Pamela's at her condo, mm-hmm. and she is doing. She's not packing up. She's not throwing things and destroying things. She's putting the nursery together. Which I, at first, when I saw her with the tool, I thought she was taking it apart. And then it cuts to a full-fledged nursery. And, I mean, that just broke my heart because it's just not wanting to let go and just really, really sad. And she's just kind of suffering in silence, literally, just kind of out of it. I think that's what they they really hit the nail on the head with the storyline. I feel like that is a fair representation of how a lot of men would probably deal with this mm-hmm. and how women would deal very differently yeah. because women obviously have a very different connection to a pregnancy. Um, after the birth, I think it's a, it's a different story, but the actual pregnancy itself has got to be the most incredible experience of a woman's life. Oh, and a man yeah. doesn't really get to feel that in the same way. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's part of you and literally part of you yeah. and, it's sad to see the way that Pamela is coping or not coping, actually, um, with the loss. Especially because she's such a strong character and she's pretty badass just on a day-to-day basis. And just to see her kind of go in this haze is really what she's in. She's still in shock. She doesn't and, – and I think that a lot of women handle situations kind of in a similar sense where you just kind of fade out for a second because it's just – too much to handle. Especially a strong woman like her. Yeah. She probably hasn't been in these sorts of situations very often in her life. She probably has always had the answers. Uh, she's been able to push through things. This is a little more personal. And this is no, there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. There's mm. no fixing it. It's done. And that is the toughest thing to deal with. Yeah. And for her, she just retreats. For for Christopher, he goes right back to, right back to work. And, and he's lashing out at everyone. Everyone. He's well, angry at the world. He's feeling the burden of this. He... He whether he doesn't know yet the real reason, but people are blaming him. They're pointing fingers. And mm-hmm. at the beginning of this episode, Pamela is still blaming him, as far as he knows. Right. And he's thinking, "I just killed my children." Yep. That's that's what's going through his mind. And she's just thinking, "The father of my children just killed my children." Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what that must be like. So they're obviously both going down very different paths right now. Um, what's interesting to me is John Ross. And how John Ross is very integral integral to this this whole story right now. And we had some comments I know on I, I think Twitter and some people on YouTube. People were saying we were very light on John Ross last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can understand that. There's so many great characters on the show to talk about, though, that we're always going to be light on somebody. Yeah. Um, so I think tonight we want to spend a little bit more time on John Ross. Um, I really love his character right now and the way he's stepping up and the way he reaches out. Um, He's back at South Fork, first of all, because mm-hmm. he's a half owner, mm-hmm. thanks to El- Miss Ellie. Um, and it looks like he and Bobby are sort of making amends. Bobby reaches out to him and says, you know. Welcome home. Yeah, welcome home. Mm-hmm. You know, my mama did this for a reason. 
welcome home. Um, Christopher just not 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 doing very well. But John Ross heads out. He calls and first he calls and checks on Pamela. Does he call her first? Or does he go to her. He calls her when he's because that's how we find out he's he's talking about being back at Southwark and yes. he's kind of making light conversation and trying to joke with her, and she's trying to put up a good front like she's fine and like and you know tells him that her mother's still there with her and she's doing all right and kind of makes her voice sound pretty normal, which we can but all when, do on a phone call. Yeah, and we see her and she's obviously not okay, not doing well. Um, <clears throat> then comes. The meeting, the Tesha meeting. All right, so let's backtrack just a, just briefly. Last week, at the end of the episode, um, Sue Ellen had reached out to one of her one of her friends, who's actually an old friend who's on the Tesha panel or the board of directors. The board, yeah, yeah. And um, his name is Mister Richards. I the million it. dollar man. The million dollar man. <laughs> he let them know last week that there was an audio recording that heard two explosions, a smaller mm-hmm. one and then the larger one, which would in- indicate that it was sabotage, that there was a bomb that set off the larger methane explosion. So the Ewings are thinking, you know, this isn't Bobby's fault and we're going to fight this and it's going to come out, this report's going to come out finally from Tesha, you know, in a couple of weeks. Christopher's fault, yeah. Yeah, that that shows somebody else had, they were at fault. Um, Well, that's not what Tesha says. In this board meeting, they they meet with the Ewings and they say basically, they're like, no, you were at fault. That it was the buildup of the methane, it was overpressurized... And that's what caused this. And not only is it your guys' fault, we're suing you for $1 billion. Yeah, they have to pay a $1 billion, billion fine. With a B. Yes. Yeah. Okay, now my question is this it's a very high tech rig. Mm-hmm. Everything that they're doing is new technology. Don't wouldn't they have some kind of backup system with record of what the pressure was at the time of the explosion? You know, kind of all of that stuff. And even if they didn't have all of that technical stuff, what about security cameras? Exactly. Everywhere? Everywhere. I mean, why Why are there no... There's There's no way for them, as far as we can tell right now, to kind of defend themselves. There's no record of any... I can't imagine there's not some kind of computer something. There will backup be. Backup. There will that be. That has this stuff I, recorded. I think that... I think they thought... That the Ewings thought, well, Sue Ellen reached out to Mr. Richards. Mr. Mm-hmm. Richards, he's got the inside track on all of this. He knows what's going on. They felt comfortable, I think. Mm-hmm. They're going to take care of this. They're going to clear our name, and we're going to move forward. I don't think they thought they were going to get backstabbed like this. Right. Because they're keeping their eyes on Cliff Barnes and Harris Ryland, not having any clue these two things are attached right now. Right, and they start, you know, and John Ross starts kind of piecing this all together. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And at first, he's blaming Christopher as well. Then he starts thinking about it, and as he's talking out loud, a kind of light bulb goes off that it was JR's master plan. Like, he called it. There are a lot of light bulbs tonight, I mm-hmm. noticed. A lot of, like, just a little, just a little twinkle. In, Those like, little aha moments. Uh-huh, like, ooh, it mm-hmm. happened with Sue Ellen, it happened with John Ross, it happened with Bobby. It's, it, it even happened with Pamela, I think, a little bit at the end. It's interesting to see, like, they're slowly starting to put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of time before they they solve this puzzle and realize that, you know, it is as bad as they think it is. Right. Actually, it's worse. Not only, your, you know, is Cliff Barnes and Harris Ryland involved, big officials in Texas are involved. Yeah, you know, yeah now it's the governor. The governor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's interesting later on when we find out why mm-hmm. Sue Ellen's campaign went the way it did so quickly. Yeah. How, how all that ties together. Pretty cool stuff, actually. Oh, I, absolutely. The writing is genius. Yeah. Oh, and I love, um, what was that, Stephen Weber, that's the governor. Love, yes. love he was that casting. Wings? Huh? He was on yeah. Wings, right? Yeah. <laughs> I used to watch him on Wings years ago. <laughs> He's a good actor. He's a good guy. So, John Ross this time actually goes to Pamela. 
his instinct is telling him she's probably not that great. He talked well, to her on Christopher phone. asked him to. Well, yeah. To go tell her their theory. Their theory because Christopher doesn't want to go because Christopher knows that if he goes to Pamela, well, he thinks if he mm-hmm. goes to Pamela, she's just going to blame him. She right. might not even let him in her home. And to be honest, the way that John Ross handled the, the whole situation with Christopher and his anger and everything in kind of that comical way... I thought was, you know, kind of funny and appropriate because Christopher's so angry. And you know when somebody's that angry, you can't really have a conversation with them. They're not hearing you. So the way that he kind of handled, what do you want me to do? Go over and say, you know, hey, sorry that your babies did. I think your father did it, you know, kind of a thing. And he's like, what am I supposed to say to her? Yeah. And I think that John Ross is handling everything beautifully right now. Um, He's really stepping it up. Completely. And also this episode, I will say that I like Christopher a lot more. Mm-hmm. He's not. He just. He didn't come across as bratty this episode. He came across as heartbroken. Yeah, he was really desperate. having a difficult yes, time. Yes, and and I enjoyed that because I thought that as an actor, I really haven't seen Jesse Metcalf act at that caliber before. Mm-hmm. And to see it, it's cool to see. I'm like, oh, he can do it. Now I know he can do it. So I expect this off of him every episode. <laughs> yeah. Because in all fairness, he hasn't had a whole lot of these scenes where he's had the opportunity to really go there yet. And right now, he and Elena, especially, are getting the opportunity to just. Yeah, I mean, when he tells her, when he has that little kind of outburst with her. And she's finally getting a little opportunity to like really have a storyline now. Yeah, you know, I mean, she, and that was so cruel, what he said. I mean, could have been a little bit true. Well, because she's been so supportive of him. Mm-hmm. And for him to lash out and say, like, you didn't want these babies anyways, you're happy. Yeah. Oh. And I love it. She didn't even argue back. She just slapped him across the face. She knew. She's like, look, I'm going to put you in your place and let you think about this for a while because you're being an ass right now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to r- come back to this conversation later. Yep. And I, I thought I liked that about her. I like. I, I thought it was good because we've, we've all said the last few episodes, those two characters have been mm-hmm. a little bit, eh, not sure how we feel about them. We're not really pulling for them anymore. Yeah. You know, they're kind of being a little bratty. Um, I thought this was a good episode for both of them, mm-hmm. which was cool. Um, so John Ross goes to Pamela. Um, I wrote, she's sitting out on the balcony. He walks in and he sees pills, pill bottles open on the, on a, like an end table. And he sees her sitting out on the balcony and she's just staring off into space. She looks like a zombie. Like she looked like she was literally. Well, and he's wearing a coat, so it must be pretty cold in Texas for her to be sitting outside in shorts and a t-shirt. This is what I love about you, how you pick up on all these little details. (laughs) You're like me because I do, I do notice details, Mm -hmm. but you pick up even more. Yeah, because she's sitting out there and kind of doing, you know, kind of the, you know, kind of rocking, rocking back and forth back and like forth. a crazy person. And he comes out, and, you know, he takes off his coat and kind of wraps her. So it's obviously got to be, you know, cold out there and brings her inside. And she's just in this zombie mode answering questions just in a kind of a monotone voice. And it's just, you know, really sad. Well, because he asked her because she had told, her, told him on the phone that her mom was there taking care of her. Mm-hmm. Well, she sent Afton home a week ago. Yeah. And Cliff sent flowers what do you think about that? Like, not it, only is he the reason that her children are dead right now, and her brother, quote unquote, brother is dead. He only sent flowers. I cannot wait until she finds out, because I think that it's just really going to flip that evil switch in her that we know she already kind of has that we've seen a little bit of. But I think it's really going to flip and it's going to backfire on him. And I am excited to see that happen well, I think because she's going to come into kind of like that mama lion that's just going to go. Well, I think it's genius because in the original, he it drove him nuts that Pam was Ewing. Mm-hmm. It just drove him crazy. And so now all this time with Pamela, 
He's tried so hard to create this this woman who could go into this family and take down the Ewings and all these things, and it's all going to backfire on him again. Absolutely. Because he's turned into what, exactly what he hated the most, what he thought J.R. was. J.R. was never that bad. No. J.R. would never kill his own family's babies. Well, he wouldn't have blown up the, anything with his family on it, no matter how much they were fighting. I can't imagine. It's interesting, though, because I was reading some stuff online, and, and some of our fans were saying how Cliff was never this evil, even at the end of the series originally. Mm-hmm. And, like, why is he so evil now? I'm kind of curious about that. I, I don't know. I think maybe it's because... He didn't, it could be something that he really didn't kind of get his last dig in with J.R. J.R. just kind of, uh, you know. Right. Unless he had something to do with his death. Yes. Which we don't know yet. I mean, and he, he could have. He has but to But it's just, but why would he be this evil, though, if he did? That's the kind of the only thing that makes me think maybe he didn't. Yeah. Is because wouldn't he be happy with that? Yeah, you wouldn't have to kill your daughter's babies. Exactly. If If, if you didn't. If you got kind of the revenge you were looking for, why would you go to that extreme? Yeah, and it, and if and if, I mean, uh, you can bankrupt you can bankrupt the company, but you don't have to kill your daughter. You know, you don't have to put your daughter's life in danger in the process. She could have died. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's just all really weird, which which makes me think that maybe he doesn't have anything to do with with Jr. Who, with actually killing Jr. Maybe that was a Harris Ryland thing, or maybe that was somebody else altogether. It could have been, and maybe that's why he's you know so angry he didn't get that, so he's going to do this now to get back at this family his way or something. Some people are saying Judith, but that one doesn't really make sense to me. I don't understand why Judith would kill Jr. I get why she has hatred towards towards Anne and towards the family, maybe yeah. towards Bobby even, but I don't understand why she'd have hatred towards Jr. Because we heard heels. So we're going to assume that it was healed. Like it was a woman that right. killed. However, it could have been cowboy boots. Could have been. In That's all fairness, true. I mean, you That's never know. True. It could have been. So, Absolutely. Mm, uh, I can't wait. I, I don't can't know. wait. And I want to say it again. Victoria Principal is coming back. <laughs> but I'm going to talk about that. I actually have a little bit, bit of uh, Victoria Principal news. That's going to come Ooh. up in our news and gossip later. I got a little inside scoop. Nice. That's all I'm going to say for now. <laughs> so she got flowers from her daddy, which is fantastic. Uh, John Ross, I loved how, again, I wrote down the word subtle. The light and shade of this episode was so gorgeous. He's there for two reasons. I don't know which one is first and foremost. Uh, It's almost like uh, there's reason 1A and reason 1B. He's there to get information for the Ewings, for his family, mm-hmm. off of her off of her computer. Mm-hmm. He wants to find Cliff's schedule prior to and right after the explosion. Right. He's also there because he really cares about Pamela. And when yeah. he goes and makes her tea, I thought that was the sweetest thing in the world. Even though he won't sw- stop by her computer and, and swipe some stuff off her hard drive <laughs> while he did it in classic I mean, Ewing form, just like his daddy would have. But he genuinely cared for Pamela, and he was taking care of her. Yeah. And I thought that was sweet. Like, and he told her, I'm going to be here until until you're okay. And I love that as rich as both of these families are, as much money and power and everything else that both of them have, he made her tea. Mm-hmm. Like that's something we can all relate to. It's yeah. a very simple. He he didn't call a servant or someone to go do it or to order takeout or whatever he could have done. Right. He said, "I'm going to go physically make you tea." For me, that was really powerful. I thought that was really cool that he just kind of said, "You know what? Right now, we're both just people that are hurting." Yeah. So let's be there for each other. It definitely humanizes the moment more. I think. Yeah, and it makes me love John Ross. Uh, I adore him. Well, he's hot, but <laughs> he's also sweet now. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's still that little bit of the devil, like Afton says, yes. you know, but... But there needs to be. Yeah. He's Jared's son. He's Jared's <laughs> boy. So Somebody's got to have your back. Right. <laughs> so, Christopher, 
decides to go after Mr. Richards on his own because he's frustrated yes. right now. Um, Sue Ellen says she's going to try to talk to him, but Christopher, he's not patient right now. He's really just flying off the handle. He's going off the deep end. Um, he goes to, it looks like some sort of uh, athletic club or country club some sort of setting where the Tesha board is all together. At the bar. At the yeah. bar. You like that Miller Lite product placement? I did. I saw that too and I was like, really? Really? I drank Miller Lite too when I was 20. One, of course. Um, you now, like, shouldn't you be drinking something a little nicer by now? I know. No, Miller Lite, great. But um, so, so he puts down the beer and heads over to um, uh, to Mr. Richards, and he just basically looks at, looks him in the eye and he's like, "What are you doing? Like, what? Why? Why are you lying? Who's who got to you? Like, this is my kids are dead. Yeah, you know, and you 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 did that. That's on you. Yeah, you're covering up for murder. Exactly, yeah. and you could tell he got to Mr. Richards. You could tell by the look in his eyes that he's really conflicted right now, and he's like. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have gone to Sue Ellen. I had bad information. I shouldn't have spoken so soon. That was my fault. I'm sorry. And no, 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 no. Christopher does not accept that. No. And hauls off and punches. Well, he doesn't he punch him. him. He goes to grab him, and then security or somebody grabs him, and then he punches that person. Mm-hmm. And oh, all hell breaks loose. And Christopher's acting a little bit more like John Ross lately, just yeah. getting into fights and just raising hell. And it's cool to see. I like it. Um, and he's hauled out of there. Not a good, not a good thing for Christopher. He's, I don't know where he's going right now. I don't know what's going to happen. What do you, what do you think is going on in his head? I don't, I think he's just feels a lot of guilt, a lot of anger. He wants answers. He's just very frustrated. And it's kind of like that helplessness, you know, when there's, I think that the worst feeling in the world is having no control over anything that's happening, being so out of control and not knowing what to do with it, Mm -hmm. I think is is, you know, kind of right up there with the pain that he feels for the loss yeah. because there's, he can't avenge it. He can't, he doesn't know why it happened. Like it's all of these unanswered questions. It's just such an overwhelmingly awful feeling. It's so true. That's why I love hosting with you because you, you have such great insight. It's, it, that's what makes the show so great. I haven't lost a child, but I, I can relate to that feeling of just being like, feeling like I'm better than this and I'm so out of control and now I can't control my life. I yeah. can't control my financial situation or my job or a relationship or whatever. And everybody's been there. And that's when people tend to make choices that aren't choices they would make in their day-to-day lives normally. Right. And that's what he's doing right now. He's just lashing out. Like right after this is when, when he, like we said, he re- yelled at Elena. Yeah. I mean, that's not something he would do, you know, but he did it. And and she's woman enough to understand that eh, this is a phase. We'll, we'll get past yeah. this, you know, hopefully. But uh it's sad to see him go down this road right now. Yeah, it, it, it's literally spiraling out of control. And it, it always makes me think of, you know, those movies or videos that you see when you're, um, sta- you know, you're standing still and everything's spinning so fast around you and you're just like still and there's nothing you can do. You know, I kind yeah. of, that's kind of like a way that I think about it. Like the Twilight movie that one time where Bella was sitting in her room and all the seasons kept going <laughs> yeah, around forever. Yes, no, but I made a Twilight reference. <laughs> I hate those movies, but I just made the reference. I've seen them all. You love Edward uh, Summit. <laughs> The last one was good. So, let's talk about Emma for a little bit. Oh, she's my gosh. She's crazy. She is. She's kind of nuts. You know, she is. You know what she's doing? She's sowing her wild oats. Is she's, that what you call it? She's doing something. She's got a little bit of old school Anne in her and a, a little bit more of her daddy than we had realized. She's trying to be defiant in the way that Rylan was trying to be defiant toward Judith before he pushed her down the stairs. Yeah. That's what I think that she's doing. Yeah. And she wants attention and she wants attention that's going to make her dad mad. So, basically, she's Lucy 2.0. Yes. So. She's on she's on her horse. She's going for a ride, and Ryland, in his pickup truck, rides out, 
parks right in front of her and gets out of the car. Uh, apparently, he dig up, here. He dig. He dug up some dirt on Drew Ra- uh, Ramos mm-hmm. and wants to let her know. He's got a whole file of information. There's a uh, Grand Theft Auto in 1997. There was a bar fight in 98. There was something in 99. Smuggling. And, and she's and like, I know about all these things. He's like, well, and then there was this two weeks ago or two months yeah. ago, whatever it was. And um, she's like, I know. I know. I know all these things. And he's like, do not defy me, basically, is what he's telling her. And she just kind of turns away and grins. That <laughs> grin was so telling. Yeah. Another one of those moments, like we said, it's one of those like little, eh. Mm-hmm. No words, no dialogue, just a grin, rides off. She's she's putting it to him right now. She's driving her dad crazy. Yeah, she is. Well, not only that, even back at the, you know, from the episode before, like back at the hospital, it was kind of like, you know, John Ross isn't giving her the attention that she wants, so she runs off and she's going to get it from someone. From Drew. From Drew. Who, she, who she runs into next. Yeah. She goes to Drew, who is at the, the drill site um, where his father died years years and years ago. Yeah, and he's doing kind of a little prayer Yeah, thing. there's like a little vigil there. Yeah. And he's got a large lock or, or a large rock that says um uh, uh it's papa in Spanish. What is it? Papi. Papi. Pa- papa in Spanish. Papi. <laughs> I took Spanish for four years in college. What <laughs> I can't even whatever. I also failed three times. So um but then there's also two other small rocks on the rock and she asks what those are for and he says those are for Christopher's babies. Mm-hmm. And he n- feels like he is responsible for the death of these babies now. Mm-hmm. And so responsible that he almost left town last week. Right. Um, she, but you notice how he says, it was my fault. And yes. I don't think he was talking about... That's exactly what I wrote down. Yeah. I wrote down, it was my fault, quotation. And then I put three question marks behind it. Because Emma heard that as, you're not... Because she thought he just got done telling the story about how his father died. Mm-hmm. And he had to run for help. And he didn't get there in time. She heard that as, it's not your fault that your dad died. He was admitting to her that... Those babies died because of him. Yeah. She didn't catch that, and then he stepped back and was like, okay, I'm not going to say anymore right now mm-hmm. because maybe that wasn't a good thing to say. She didn't catch it. I got away with this one. We'll see, you know. Yeah. It's, he's going to unravel. Absolutely. I think he's having a really hard time with it, and he made a wrong decision. He knows that he did, and he's doing everything he can to try to kind of get past it, but, I mean, how can you? Well, he's trying to get past it by going on a date with Emma that night, which he doesn't really show up to. She's yeah. at the bar ready for their date, and she's texting him, not getting any responses. Then finally he checks his phone and says, you know, I miss you, or I'm thinking about you, I'll be there shortly, is what he's getting ready to say, or I can't wait mm-hmm. to see you, whatever it was. And as he goes to do that, as he's walking out the front door, he's clocked from behind by one of Ryland's mm-hmm. minions and one of his thugs, and he's knocked out. Then we see a hand pick up the phone and erase the message before it was sent, and then respond, I got a better offer. Mm-hmm. Which is just, I mean, which was Horrible. weird. Horrible. And I wouldn't believe that message. If I'm Emma, I'm like, he would never write that. I got a better offer. That even sound like Drew. No, but does she know him well enough to know? Exactly. So, turns out it was Ryland. Of course it was Ryland. I knew it was going to be Ryland. Um, I know. It was like, great, they're going to kill poor Drew. Yeah, right? Oh, they almost do. They almost do. Not quite. They actually haul him off to a warehouse. And just beat the living daylights out of him. But while this is happening, Ryland goes to the bar where she's waiting for the date. She gets stood up, so she's flirting with some older guy getting drunk with him, rubbing it on his leg at the bar. And did you, her reaction her reaction when Sue Ellen saw her. Because Sue Ellen was, was there with Sue Ellen was there with Mr. Richards, mm-hmm. talking to him, trying to talk some sense to him. You could tell by the look in his eyes that she was getting somewhere. That she just kind of let him know the the Ewings united. Oh yeah. She's like 
there's nobody that can take us down and we are united and we are united right now. So pick a side. And she got up and stormed off. Sue Ellen's amazing this oh, season. That was a great scene. That uh-huh. was a great scene. It's, it's, you know, get it together or you're going to be our enemy and that's not going to be good JR for you. taught her well. Oh, absolutely. And she's picked up the reins. I feel like she is fierce right now. Well, and I like that Bobby cut her in mm-hmm. on everything and now she knows Explained she's basically, everything. you know, taking up JR's part. Again, that was one of those light bulb moments where she mm-hmm. was like, there's something you guys aren't telling me. Mm-hmm. And he he let her in, which I thought was really cool. She's yeah. part of the team now and it's it's fun to see those four working together. I don't like when they're at each other's throats as much. No, I like no. that they're working together. Um, makes me think of my own family. Things we could do if we'd only unite. <laughs> <laughs> have a great family, actually. Um, so, as she's leaving after this conversation with Mr. Richards, she, she sees Emma and goes back to South Fork the next morning, and she reaches out to Anne. The night before, though, as Emma leaves, she walks outside with this old guy, and who drives up? Ryland. Get in the car. He gets out. He pushes the guy back, kind of threatens him, says, get in the car. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Is this your husband? It's my daughter. Get in the car. He drives her to the warehouse Lights out. They're sitting there talking, having a conversation. He's explaining to her what happens basically when she's a bad girl. When you're a bad girl, because when she was young, he put a horse down, one of her her, her, her prize horse when she was young, yeah. and killed it in front of her to teach her a lesson, essentially, which is so awful. Which is basically what he's about <clears throat> to do right now. Exactly, because then he turns on the headlights, and there are two thugs standing over top of Drew, who just is all bloody and swollen, and just looks like he's about to die, and she's just. Like, who is this man? And she's terrified of her dad. Oh, Obviously, absolutely. She's so afraid of her dad. And he basically says to her, no more. That's over. Don't. And I don't think she realized to the extreme of how evil he really is until that moment. I thought he was going to kidnap her. I thought he was going to kidnap her again, take mm-hmm. her away, and that was going to be the I thought they line. were going to kill Drew, honestly. So did I. He's I d- scary. I thought he was going to kill him. I did, too. Um, but they didn't, and they let him go home. And Elena finds him the next day. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that part... Um, there's so much happening right now. When <laughs> Sue Ellen goes to Anne, she's like, I love that she reaches out to her because Anne was in this episode too much. Right. Um, but Sue Ellen's like, there are 20 years where you weren't really around her. You don't really know her. You know, just go talk to her. I like the way she handled that because it's a very, very sensitive. When you don't you want to tell somebody telling, your, daughter's no. a, your daughter's a hoe. <laughs> no. You know? And you can't tell someone how to parent. It's like the worst thing you can do is comment on someone else's parenting skills. Worst thing you could ever do. Yeah. So, and I, so I think the way that she handled it was was right. So it I think was very careful. I think that's something we have to look for next episode also, how that's going to go down, how yeah. Anne and Emma's relationship is going to start to evolve. Well, but, I wonder how Emma's going to handle all of this now. If she's going to open up and say anything or what she's going to do. Well, let's see what our fans think. So, yeah. at this point in the show, I'm going to go ahead and thank you guys for listening on iTunes or for watching us um, on YouTube or on our website. Um, also, please take the time to give us five stars. Leave comments. Tell your friends about us. We really do appreciate it. We get all kinds of comments. I don't like all of them, to be honest with you, but we do get a lot. <laughs> and for those of you, I just want to take a quick moment to say... Thank you so much for watching us. We really do appreciate it. And we really love when you guys let us know things we don't know. Because in all honesty, we we don't know everything there is to know about Dallas. We know there's a lot of history, and it's a show that's been around forever. But we cover Dallas TNT. We're right. not covering Dallas CBS. So for some of these fans who get a little feisty sometimes, mm-hmm. I don't really have time to sit around and watch 14 episodes or 14 seasons of Dallas that came a show that came on before I was even born. I do watch YouTube clips all the time, and I love when our fans send me clips. I think that's mm-hmm. really fun because uh, every week there's things that we talk about that we don't know. There's actually a deeper story um, that goes back to some other storyline from the right. 80s or the 90s. But 
We have a lot of people who either tweet us videos or you send us YouTube links, and I love that because I do spend hours sometimes I mean, just there's, watching. There's some great stuff. There and I'll really have is. my mom like tell me about things. Yeah. And I call all my of mom that. all the time too because she yeah. watched the original. Yeah. But just, just to be clear, though, we are covering Dallas TNT, which is the show that's been on for two seasons. So that's where we are. Right. Um, any help you guys can give us, though, we really do appreciate because it makes us better hosts and makes this show better. Mm-hmm. So we do we do and appreciate it. And you guys can it. always call in and chat with us too. Absolutely. Don't forget about that. Absolutely. Um, but I want to know what you guys think about Emma. Is she going to go off the deep end? Is she going to become a total loose cannon, or is she going to, is she is she going to tell Anne what, what Ryland did? Yeah, and especially now with Judith being kicked off to the rehab center or psych ward, or where did they take her? Because I don't think those EMTs were really EMTs. That's not the last we've seen so, of her. So no, but I think she's kidnapped somewhere, being held up somewhere. Because if she's got the money to to. to basically pull the rug out from underneath Ryland so easily like she could have last week mm-hmm. or a couple of weeks ago. She's she's the one in control. Mm-hmm. She, those EMTs might be working for her. You never I don't know. Need- Why are they drugging her? And it was just it gave us a weird scene. Yeah. So true. I'm wondering if he's going to put her, if he's putting her away somewhere to kind of keep her quiet until he can buy her out from that deal he's got with Cliff Barnes. Mm, you're so much smarter than you I am. You know like I don't I, I don't know. I'm yeah. just I'm just saying, it doesn't look like she's going to a rehab center, really. Well, I, if I know but one I thing know. about Dallas, things are never what they seem. No, absolutely not. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Um, so back to South Fork. Um, Bobby's on the phone uh, with Carlos. Um, Carlos found a woman, um, found the actual woman who was seen um, down with, Jer, with yeah. Jer the night that he died, the night that he was killed. Um, and he actually brings her to Dallas. He says, look, I've got her here. Can you meet us in an hour? So he does. Bobby meets, uh, her name's Rhonda, and she says that she met Jared at a club. She said that uh, Jared was asking her about Ryland and the cartels down there. Apparently, so he's been meeting with the cartels down yes. in Mexico. So this go- gets deeper and deeper. So he, then obviously, and everybody probably knows this before I finally caught on to it last night, but... So Ryland owns a trucking company that Drew was working for, hence the reason why he had the, that same guy yes. have him make the bomb. Okay, yes. this all came. Yeah. I, I don't know how I missed it, but it they, all came like together for me yesterday. Like, yeah, because they set Drew up a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. that with that thing. No, but it was um, it was John Ross that set him up with the tail light with Bug. So that's just. But kind he was of working way, for Ryland. But he, yeah, but I just didn't remember that he was working for Ryland. So that okay, so that's all clear. So he's meeting with the cartel about the smuggling that he's doing mm-hmm. of these. Like women's shoes and clothes and whatever, yes, shoes, or whatever's really shoes in and it. purses. Yeah, or the drugs that are in the lining of it. Yeah, I love when Ryland <laughs> said to Emma that that's what was going on. He was like, "Did you at least get a pair of shoes out of it or something?" I, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. "I got a little humor, jerk." <laughs> so Rhonda, she meets with Bobby pretty briefly, but she also said, and I thought this was really touching, and I think it really had an impact on Bobby. She said, "In my line of business, I don't run into a whole lot of gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Jr. was a true gentleman." And I think that did have a big impact on him. He just wanted her company. He just wanted to talk to her, had a drink with her, and just talked. And that was kind of cool. Yeah. Because keep in mind, at that point, he wanted Swellen back. Yeah. So sad. So sad. I know. So Christopher finally, towards the end of the episode, reaches out to Pamela. Mm -hmm. Because Elena says, and I love how Elena really kind of just said, you need to go talk to her. You know, this is the mother of your children. She'll believe you. I think she'll believe you. Yeah. Yeah. So he reaches out to her. um, And... And she just falls into his arms. Because John Ross had already told her. Yeah. So she knew. She knew. And But he didn't tell her the whole story. Nope. He, or and the and whole I don't theory. think he should. I don't no, think he should because no, no. that could really break her right yeah, now. Yeah. Baby steps for yeah. sure. When 
you've already sent away your mother and the only other person that's left in your life as family is the one who caused you all this pain. Like, where do you go? And plus, they don't have real proof yet anyway. Exactly. And she's so. already, she was ostracized by the Ewing family not that long ago. So she doesn't feel completely comfortable there. Right. Yet. Like, where do you go? That's a scary place to be. Um, people make bad choices in those sorts of situations. And kind of those limbo situations. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, but she says to Christopher, find out whoever did this and make them pay. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty bold statement, and little does she know that it could very well be her own dad. Yep, which is pretty, pretty intense. I think. Um, God, the the shows are it's amazing. So, I know. So then, Mister Richards gives Sue Ellen some info. He decided to pick a side. He picked a side. Well, that's what he says, but he mm-hmm. didn't really. Okay, he says he picked a side. But he really—he was kind of forced to because remember when he's when we see the cut to them, the, him with, with the governor, the, with the governor, yes. the governor forces him to resign yes. because he can't handle this situation. And he kind of you know effed up by giving Sue Ellen any information. And in the, the governor first place. has dirt on him from years back. That, yeah, so he's yes. blackmailing him, makes him resign. So he kind of was forced to pick the other side because something bad happened to him. Yes. I don't necessarily think he would have done what he did had that not happened. Yes. So now he sends her the paperwork that shows that you know Ryland was the biggest contributor to the governor. Okay, but what are well, I'm confused what you're saying though. Do you say are you saying he picked the side of, of the Ewings? Exactly. He, yeah. But Ex- I don't think he would have done that had he not been forced to resign. I think he would have stayed on the other side trying to keep his job. Got it. Okay. I, I thought you were really saying the other thing. Like, so I'm like, no, I took that as he helped you because oh, no, no. he just gave him a big piece of information. No, he did. Yeah. But I think he was kind of forced to do that because they took away his job. So yes. it's like, what else is he going to do? Okay, well, then I'm on your side. Make these fools pay. Yeah, what have I got to lose? Exactly. Because because this this whole story that could break out about me and my past is going to be dwarfed in comparison to what's going to come out about the governor of Texas. Absolutely. So he's like, eh, I'll stick with the Ewings on this one. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I'm a firm believer, you go with the side that's right. Morally, yeah. ethically, you go with the side that's right and you can never, ever lose. Even if you lose, you still know you won. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So he sends her documents that show that Harris Ryland contributed $300,000 to the governor's campaign. He was the largest contributor during his campaign, which also explains why Sue Ellen, it was so important for them that Sue Ellen not win the governorship. Mm-hmm. Why it was so important to Ryland. All this stuff has been in place for a while. This entire season, the last couple of seasons, mm-hmm. is all coming to fruition now, and we're finding out. Well, that's another reason why he wanted that tape back so badly from Anne, mm-hmm. and why all Emma was even here in the first place, because he had all of that to lose. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. That's why he was willing to kind of negotiate and kind of go there. And use which Emma. infuriated Judith. Mm-hmm. And I, he took that risk because he needed that tape where he was basically saying that he pays these people off. So he basically gave up his daughter. Yep. That's crazy. That just hit me right now. That's the thing. Cliff Barnes and Harris Ryland are working together right now. They're so evil. They've literally both given up their daughters. Yeah. Because they hate the Ewing family that much. I sat in the epiphany right now. <laughs> That's crazy. Cr- I didn't it's even think crazy. about that, that part crazy. of it. Uh, this, and like The show is written in a way that's so deep and so it's just a, a crazy web of like all these like storylines that they're all genius. And the thing that's so cool about, about Dallas is that there really aren't holes in the plot lines. No. Everything's thought. There are thing, I mean, at least for me watching it, there's so much going on and you're constantly, your brain is moving, your eyes yeah. are so much. I'll forget about things and yeah. have to go back, but there's never really a hole because once you go back, it automatically fills it and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's why this and it, it's all interconnected. It's insane. Oh, it drives me crazy. This is so cool. I know. So I love much the show. good stuff. I love the show. I love the show. I love the show. Do you want to talk about your Victoria Principal news? Yes. But really quickly um 
very quickly, this will wrap up at the very end of this episode because at the very end, something big happens. Yes. Elena finds Drew, first of all, and he's drinking a bottle of Jack. And he, she says, what happened to you? He says, don't tell anybody. Harris Ryland. Mm-hmm. Of course she's going to tell anybody. Elena will never keep that quiet. No. She's going to go after him. And now she's on board with the Ewings to take him down as well. Everybody's united, which is really cool, mm-hmm. first of all. Then the governor and Harris Ryland in the office at the end of the episode – Genius. Harris is sitting there like eating peanuts or something. And telling the telling the story. The story about a kimono dragon and the buffalo. The kimono dragon isn't strong enough to take down the buffalo. However, the kimono dragon has a poisonous bite, which will then slowly over time take down the big mighty buffalo and then will eat it bit patience. by bit. Yeah. Basically patience. Absolutely. And that's exactly what they're trying to do to the Ewing family right now. Um, at the end of the episode, Bobby... Uh, Sue Ellen, mm-hmm. John Ross, and Christopher are in the boardroom at Ewing Energies, and uh, Bobby is served with documents saying that the Henderson Ranch has been taken over by the governor, by, by the state of Cal- or the state and of Texas. And that's where they've been drilling to get the money for their oil. And now, if they can't do that, they have no money coming in. Yep. They can't go drill South Fork because it's going to take weeks for them to uncap the well and and to go and to do that. So they're kind of just screwed right now. So they're fighting back big. They're going big, which is cool. I love to see them fight. Well, now it's even more of an you know. A, a necessity to find Pamela oh, yeah. because she, uh, you know, when they find, um, if they find, if they find, they find Pam, they're, they're reading the will and yes. she's got one third. And if she's dead, dead then it's or Christopher. if she's dead or they can't find her mm-hmm. since she's been gone all these years. And that is the interesting part. Yeah. If they just can't find her, she's choosing not to be found. That means that Christopher now owns one third of okay. Barnes global, Yep. which is just so cool. Hopefully they find her and she comes back and she, I don't know, sides with them or something. But that actually leads me into our little bit of news and gossip that I have. Uh-huh. After Buzz TV News. So I'll just say this. I'm a little investigator. I actually met somebody recently who casts for Dallas. Oh. And couldn't give me any information because obviously they're very tight-lipped. However, when I was asking about Victoria Principal, he got a little bit jittery. And a little bit nervous and just kind of grinned and looked away from me. Oh. I said, Victoria Principal is coming back. Looked away. I said, I know Victoria Principal is coming back. So you're reading the body language. Yeah. I go, <laughs> I go, I read the memo. It's so, the memo she released saying that, that I would never come back because I want to leave the legacy of Bobby and, and Pam intact, blah, blah, blah. I don't buy it for a second. I know she's coming back. And he just goes, just looks away. <laughs> wouldn't, say, wouldn't say a word. Didn't confirm or deny. But I'm like, I am no dummy. I see it in your eyes. It might not be till you the last are episode. Will this it into will. reality? It will happen. You there's a there's a Facebook page just for Victoria <laughs> Principal coming back to Dallas. Because I know that years ago, and I, when they re, when they did this, and I, and I also I knew this from somebody else. But when they did this series, when TNT decided to bring it back, I, allegedly, Linda Gray, Patrick Duffy, and Larry Hagman said they would do it, but they did not want her back. There must have been some issue over the years, some animosity or something that didn't sit well, well with them. I think there was something that yeah. happened, if, if if memory serves me, but I'll have to research that and, and check it out. And the three characters but... that did come back were best friends. They've been best yeah. friends for 30 years. However, now that Larry Hagman is gone, for the sake of the show, it could really help them to bring her back, I think. To bring another mm-hmm. legacy character, character like that would be huge. It would help Absolutely. their ratings. It would be great for the storylines. So I'm... <sighs> I know, everybody. AJ will will uh, this into reality. She's just fierce. (laughs) She still looks great. And to see how great Sue Ellen has held up and how great uh, Joan Van Ark, like all these legacy characters that keep coming back, they all look great. It's so fantastic to see them there. To see women at this 
this stage in their career looking as hot as they do. I know. Good for you, Dallas. Good yeah. for you. Good for you. So I hope that I hope it happens. I hope it happens by the end of the season, and I think that would be the most phenomenal season finale if all of a sudden Victoria Principal comes walking through the door. And then it just stops. The way that Bobby <laughs> the way that Bobby's in the shower that yes. one season. This could this could be that moment for <laughs> Dallas 2.0. Oh, you guys, I want to thank you so much for stopping by. Please come back next week and check us out. We're going to be here for another exciting episode. Before we leave, where can our fans follow you on Twitter, Kelly? Uh, you can follow me at Kelly with an IE079. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at underscore AJ Gibson. Check out my website, AJGibson.tv. Until next time, we're out. Take From care. Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz y'all later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 